To some, time is a curse that eventually overtakes you. To others, time is a gift of God that can only really be appreciated with an eye on eternity. Today we're going to be talking about the gift of time as we look back on our past year on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. And today we want to talk to you about the gift of time. That uh, it reminds me of, of this great movie, uh, one of the Star Trek movies, because I'm a huge trekker. Um, growing up, just I love Star Trek. But uh, one of the movies, um, Picard, John Luke Picard was having a heated conversation with the villain who was destroying the galaxy just so that he can outrun time in his life because he wanted to live forever and and so he wanted to find this this uh this place in time that freezes you and and you can just live there forever and not die and that's the short version of it and he viewed time as a predator that he said overtakes you while the hero picard saw time as a companion along the journey and this is really interesting, these two perspectives of time. And you really don't really start having these thoughts till you get older. Because when you're young, you think you're immortal, you're going to live forever. And we're obsessed with our youth and with living forever and with taking care of, you know, making sure I live forever and all these body creams and looks and all this. And all these speak of time. And so to some, it's a curse, but to others, it's a great blessing that can only really be appreciated through eternity by having an eye on eternity. So time gives us our limits. It helps us to mark things and shows us that we must all face eternity. And hence we have a Psalm 39 that puts it this way, Lord, let me know my end and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. This is a strange prayer when you think about it. He goes on to say, you have made my days a few handbreadths in my lifetime as nothing in your sight. Surely everyone stands as a mere breath. Why would the psalmist pray such an odd prayer? And your guess is as good as mine, but I really feel in my heart that he was praying this because he wanted to appreciate time. He wanted to grapple with this thing called time in in the face of eternity, knowing that everyone eventually dies. And he wanted to know and appreciate and savor every single moment of his life. Abraham Heschel once said this. He said, basically, creation is the language of, of God. Time is his song. And things of space, the consonants, or the consonants, rather, of the song. To sanctify time is to sing the vowels in unison with him. What a beautiful way to speak of time. He was speaking, of course, of the of the Shabbat or the Sabbath. And he was speaking about time. What a beautiful thing. And it is this thing called time that it is, it is a gift. It's a song of God that we must come into alignment with him and live it his way. And so how do we do that? How do we, how do we see God in time? How do we, how do we value and appreciate and savor and, and enjoy our time while at the same time having an eye on eternity, right? Because we don't want to waste our time. We don't want to just waste the time that God gave us 
to have relationship with him and, and then in the end realize that we've fallen short, that we, we don't, really don't know him. But so one of the first things we can do today is this. See God in the years. See God in the years. Do we see God in every year or do we just look back like the past one to two years with this COVID thing and all the struggles and losses and anguish and say, this, this is awful. My life is awful. And all of us have lost someone. All of us know someone who lost someone. And it has been extremely painful. So how do you see God these past two years? Do you see him as someone who just let you down or someone who hurt you or didn't come through for you? Or do you see God as someone who broke through for you and was with you, holding your hand along the way? Asaph in, in Psalm 77, which is one of the most depressing Psalms besides 84, he, he starts kind of complaining about his life and, and saying, boy, everybody who's evil prospers and they do all these things. But then he, he saw something and, and, and he utters these beautiful words. He says, I will remember the years of his right hand. And what, a, what an amazing thing to say when you think about it, that when the scriptures talk about remembering the years of God's right hand, what they're really saying is the years of his favor, not the years of his disfavor, left hand, right? So the years of his favor, right hand. In other, in other words, I'm sure Asaph, who, who wrote this psalm, was you know, went through all kinds of trials and pain and struggle, but he preferred not to be defined by that, but to remember the years of God's right hand. Sometimes we are too close to the trees to see the forest. We focus only on the bad things that happen in the past year or two years or 10 years, but we fail to see God's hand in it. Hence, you had the story of Ezra. And I just read this recently, so I, I counted, right? So Ezra, in chapter 7 and 8 of his story, where he came back to help rebuild the temple and he was a scribe and, and he taught people the law. But Ezra, four times in, in two chapters, he says, and the gracious hand was upon me. And he didn't just say these words, but he said them against the backdrop of, of challenges or, or fear or some kind of struggle he was facing, that he preferred to be defined not by the struggle, but by God's hand. And this is what I mean by, by, by seeing God in the years. But also, we don't just see God in the years, but we mark God in the months. And what do we mean by that? If you want to steward your time, Look at every month as a new beginning. Look at every month like, hey, maybe last month was the worst month ever. I don't want to live it again. But guess what? I get a new month and a new month can mean a new beginning to me. Every month can, can be something, a new invention for you, a, a new way to reinvent yourself. Unlike the way Job saw his months in the Bible, uh, in, in the scriptures, Job saw them this way. He said, so I am allotted months of emptiness and nights of misery and apportioned are apportioned to me. And this is a very, a very depressing way to to look at one's life, right? Uh, and we we as human beings have a habit of doing this. And Job did for sure, because he was he was in, in the throes of such intense trial. So we don't judge him because maybe we would have done the same thing, right? But we can view every other, uh, uh, every other month, every new month that comes as the beginning of God's grace in our life in a new way. As, as a way that God is going to break through for us. Exodus 12.2 says, 
This month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. And this marked the idea that that it was a new season beginning for them. And I want to encourage you today that if, if your last month was a rough, rough month, then by faith, look towards the new month as a new season that God's going to break through for you and, and fix whatever he needs to fix and heal whatever he has to heal. So we're not just taught uh, to, to um, see God in months, but we're also taught to number God in our days. In other words, Psalm, Psalm 90 puts it this way when it says, when it says, so teach us to count our days that we may gain a wise heart. So do you see God in every single day of your life? Because if you don't, if you don't see God in every day of your life, you're not going to see the, the months or the years. And that's why it's important to see God in every day of your life. Because seeing Him, uh, after a while, you're going to tend to, to define yourself by your experience with Him, not with, not with pain. And Bishop Hall once talked about noticing our days when he said, Every day is a little life, and our whole life is but a day repeated. Whence it is, it is that old Jacob numbers his life by days, and Moses desires to be taught this point of holy arithmetic to number not his years, but his days. Those, therefore, that dare lose a day are dangerously prodigal. Those who dare misspend it, desperate. What was he saying there? Don't waste your life. Don't waste your days on, on nothingness. Don't waste your, your days just in, in pleasure and, and, in, and in, uh, in allowing your life to, to just be negative all the time and hopeless. Break through by the grace of God. He'll help you to do it. And there's one more thing I want to do before we part today, and that is, that is this one, that notice God in the moments. When we were young, right, and I say we, I'm talking to you older ones now, when we were young, we wasted so many moments doing foolish and unproductive things, and that's okay because that's what kids do, right? That's the only time in life you have that privilege as a kid to just go out and play and not think about life. But when we become older, we notice the seconds and the moments and the hours of life much more. We're much more sensitive to that. And we begin asking that question that, that the, the man at the grave of, of, of the movie Saving Private Ryan in the, in the opening scene, a powerful scene where he's, he's standing at the grave of his comrades who all died to, died to save his life. And he asked his wife a question. He says, was I a good husband? Was it enough? And he has tears in his eyes. Why? Because we all at some point will measure our days. At some point, we're all going to look back and ask ourselves that same question. Was it enough? Did I really give my life to God for, for a purpose? Or did I live my life for myself? So a treasured moment is a non-wasted moment. Within these, within these noticed moments, we learn to treasure life and maximize each second as God's gift. Even if we struggle, savor it because God will get you through the struggle. 
And I'm going to leave one more, one more quote before we leave from Abraham Heschel, who's one of my favorite guys. He says, in the realm of the spirit, there is no difference between a second and a century, between an hour and an age. Then he quotes Rabbi Judah, the patriarch who cried, he said, there are those who gain eternity in a lifetime, others who gain it in one brief hour. The good hour may be worth a lifetime. An instant of returning to God may restore what has been lost in years of escaping from Him. So, at this very moment, what are you thinking of in your life? Are you only thinking of empty things? Are you just chasing things? Are you trying to just fill your bank account with money and just be rich and just be happy? You'll find that you will come up empty every time with that because you're not really treasuring the moment in God's eyes. So be encouraged today that, that God wants us to look back at our at these past this past year and, and year before. As hard as COVID has been, it doesn't mean it's over yet. It keeps undulating this whole thing and it's so so confusing. But we can remember God and his hand through those times. If you enjoy this podcast, leave a comment. If you have not subscribed to the channel, please do so. And check out our YouTube channel and soul02.com. There you'll find uh, articles and audios as well as videos of, of these podcasts. Uh, enjoy doing these. And so have a, have a great, great new year coming up. Okay. Uh, hope you had a great year. The next year is going to be great. If, if you know God, it's going to be great. So until next time, God bless you. And thanks so much for joining us today.